Hi guys, welcome to the Incredible Hulk podcast again. We are talking about the Incredible Hulk Returns, which was the first of a trilogy of TV made-for-TV movies that um, followed on from the TV series, not directly on for the, but you know, several years they came back after the TV series ended and came back with three made-for-TV movies, and this was the first of them. And uh, I'm joined by um, Sue and Alex. How are you both? All right. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, that's good. Rare. Yeah, yeah, right. This, it starts, um, interestingly, like it did with the original series, the same opening titles kind of thing. You know, with the uh, Dr. David Banner and all that, you know. Um, the only difference is that it comes up with different title cards saying The Incredible Hulk Returns in green. It stars, um, just to give you a little bit of an insight, Lee Purcell as Dr. Maggie Shaw, who is, of course, David's love, love interest in this, and series regular Charles Napier, who's been in quite a few Hulk um, oh my gosh. TV series episodes. Um, the, the deal was, was, was that this movie was so clever. I mean, it, like, and, and the characters were so likable. Oh, my gosh. Like... Like I really, I there, I loved all of the characters. I mean, I could have, I could have, you know, I could have done a, a with a Thor series back then. Okay, but... and I could have done with like, a, like I, I, I just, I just really enjoyed it. No, I enjoyed it too. But and and this one, this movie, because of the buddiness of between the Hulk. In green form and the and Thor, you know, I just thought how much it was sort of like Thor Ragnarok, you know, like well, the, But but again, they didn't have they did a wonderful job with the special effects. However, the issue was it wasn't supposed to be two people. The Hulk is supposed to be two people technically or symbolically, but Thor is supposed to be one person, and they kind of split it up for the movie. Okay, so that's the other thing is that, um, you know, we don't know. And, you know, again, there's been so many series that they've done this that, you know, they found out that it was popular. They brought back the monsters. They brought back uh, Adam's family. They brought back uh, another show I just forgot. So, But anyway, even though it's a good movie, it is a good movie. It is a good quote-unquote sequel. It, it, it says introducing introducing which obviously means debut debut acting appearance by eric kramer who plays four and eric kramer later on went to uh, went on to play little john in robin hood men in tights um so that's you know he's that was his uh his claim to fame yeah um he was fun <laughs> yeah um Steve Levitt, who plays Donald Blake in this, the guy that you know has the hammer and looks, looks summons for Tim Thomerson. Tim Thomerson is in, yeah, that's right. He's, he's the, he's been the band in everything. Jay Baker, he was in everything, and like like we'd said earlier, Charles Napier had been in everything. Oh yeah, those guys, those three actors, I saw, you know, peppered throughout all of the seventies. Yeah. Yes, they were always they were always on TV in some in some way, weren't they? Seventies and eighties. But um, interestingly, brought back a couple of people in this one. Not only do you get, I mean, obviously you get like you know Bill and Lou and Jack Colvin 
playing McGee one more time. He only did it one more time in his revivals. Um, but also they bring back a couple of people from the original series working on this as well. Director of photography was Chuck Colwell. He, 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 he worked on the TV series a lot. And the, the writer and director of this story was Nick Nicholas Correa, who also was a mainstay of the TV series. And he also was the show's producer for a couple of seasons as well. So, um, you know, it's nice to see some of the old school back in this, you know, um, working on it. Um, so anyway, after the titles happen, we see the classic kind of dream, you know, the, the nightmare thing that Banners had previously. Although usually when he has a nightmare of something, he holds out at the end of it. This time around he doesn't, but he's writhing in his sleep and he's remembering the scenes from the pilot uh, thing with the lab explosion and the, you know, and all that stuff. Um, uh-huh. And then Maggie calls his name out and he comes to and he's still, he's still okay. You know, he's checking himself. The next morning, um, she's out with the dog. They're on, they've got a lovely place by the beach house, haven't they? You know, it's really nice there. Yeah, I think that's the that's, that's, that's house, one of the yeah. one of the prettiest locations. I was lovely. I think that might have been in Malibu, something or somewhere like that, maybe. Um, so anyway, um, David, David, you know, says to to Maggie, um, my although he can't reveal what his problem is because she has no idea, but he says my Mister Hyde hasn't really really his ugly head for two years. So he hasn't hopped out for two years at this point. Uh, since he met her and he's been working at this lab, he seems to be able to control things. So that's quite intriguing. And Which, um, you know, if we compare it to Ragnarok, in Ragnarok he had been hulked out for five years. God. So, so I mean, it's, it is... He was stuck, was he, as the Hulk? He was, he was hulked out for five years straight working in that on that planet as a as a champion for, for the, for the planet runner. And, uh, in this case, he had been, you know, back at, back at his lab doing his science and he hadn't hooked out for two, two years. It, it was kind of like a neat counterpoint. I'm, I'm going to draw a lot of parallels and comparisons between, you know, Thor Ragnarok and this one because, oh my gosh, well, because Thor's in it for a start, so obviously, yeah. And, and it's a two double act, you know. It's the yeah. same double act as as that one. So anyway. Huh. But anyway, it's, it's interesting because David says, you know, like if you know, like when you when you when you do meditation or something like that, or you know, you focus on some, well, not that not not always. Sometimes you have to free yourself from focusing on anything or any thoughts. But he he uses her as like a a way of controlling his his anger by focusing on her, something good, you know, so he thinks of her and it seems to get him through it. It's like a, you know, a sort of therapy process or something. Um, but she wants to settle down because she, she says she's lost, she lost her husband in the interim. At some point her husband died. Yeah. And so David, David and her met in obviously in the lab over those two years, got close. That's kind of the setup of that. Um, with this new thing called the gamma transponder, this machine that they're building. Um, Back to the gamma rays. Yeah, at the Joshua Lambert Institute. Yeah. Um, where he's working as a research scientist. Apparently he's, he, it was his, his ideas, his input mostly that got this thing made. Um, 
but he doesn't want to take any of the credit. As, you know, as usually, he wants to be in in the shadows. You know, doesn't want any, any publicity. Yes. But anyway, he, he, you know, he he he, he says like you know he says to the guy, it's a team effort, blah blah blah. Don't 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 let me. I don't want to talk to the press or things like that. You know. I'm um, incognito. Leave me alone. Yeah. But later on, David is in the lab on his own after all the people have cleared away and like seen the transponder and all applauding. And, and he's talking on this sort of dictaphone thing and he's explaining um, that he's, he's made some adjustments to this thing. Um, and the hope is that he can reverse the gamma in him with this machine. So hopefully he will free himself of the Hulk. And he said, obviously, this is the nearest thing he's ever got to a cure. Um, he's been close before, but, you know, he feels like this is his last chance. And this guy, um, watching him from the, from the shadows kind of thing, um, and sneaks his way into the building up, you know, going, like, he's quite clever. He gets up the, 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 the wall. And David is sitting at this machine, and the countdown starts, the clock, and he's going to bombard himself with his stuff. And just at the 11th hour, like two seconds left or something, the power goes down <laughs> and he looks over and it's Donald Blake, this guy. And he says, I just wanted to be sure before you zap that thing, you know, that I think I know who you might be. Turns out that he knows Banner. He knows the real identity of David Banner because he was a student or something at one of Banner's lectures, you know, yeah. back in the day. Um, yeah. And then he, then he tells the story of going to, to Lapland to the mountains. The, yeah. Yeah. Well, the very high mountains of 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 Norway or Sweden, and and away up above the Arctic Circle, and and discovering this this mummy. Yeah. Uh, um, in a big tomb. He's in, yeah, he's in like he's in a, a cave in a, in a big tomb thing. Yeah, that's right. And um, his curiosity gets the better of him, of course. So he actually manages to prize open this tomb. And there's this huge skeleton there and a big hammer beside it, you know, this bloody great hammer thing. And he grabs the hammer and suddenly all this sort of like electrical static goes, up, goes around it and the whole place lights up and explodes everywhere. And four standing there. You know? And that sort of bit ends, that kind of exposition ends. It's back to Banner again with him in the room. So, so the interesting thing about the interesting parallel between Thor Ragnarok and this movie again is that in Thor Ragnarok at that at the early point of the movie Thor's hammer breaks Molinier bites the big one and so in this one the Thor's hammer is revealed and it's and and it's actually wielded by a, a man but I guess, you know, that's that's just the way it goes in this one. And what's intriguing here is that David initially is skeptical about this. You know, he says, how can that, how can this be real? How can you summon like, you know, how can you summon a Norse god, you know, at will with a hammer, you know? He's not really buying it at first. So it just sort of riles up Don, Don a bit, you know. He goes, you're going you're gonna to make me do this, aren't you? You're going to make me have to prove this. So he gets the hammer and he goes... Odin, he shouts Odin out, you know, Odin. The, again, the same thing happens. It all, it all lights up. There's explosions going on. And there is Eric Kramer in all his glory. And David's going, what the hell is this? It's real. And, so the first time and when, when all those electricity is going off, 
it, it actually is hitting some of the instruments, those, yeah. those super sensitive electronic instruments that are surrounding him yeah. that he needs desperate, the, the banner needs desperately. Oh, and he wasn't known as banner in this, in this lab at this point, he was known as David Banyan. Banyan. That's right. But I mean, that's the old thing, isn't it? You, you know, in the series, you always used to have to, it's the old thing that's carried on that joke, you know, about he has to change his surname every time he goes somewhere. You know, every time he's in a different story, he's always, that's he's always right. got a B surname though. It's always something like Bennett, you know, Brown. It's always a B, you know. Right. <laughs> that's right. But, Unfortunately, this doesn't go very well, this bit, does it? You know, this first meeting, because four has just arrived, you know, and he wants something to drink. And um, he starts sort of pushing himself around. And, and, and not only does the electricity crack the, the, the sensitive electronic equipment, but Thor does too. And that pisses David off. There it goes. And he hits him by mistake, doesn't he? And he goes, and David falls into that all the electrical banks yep and starts electrocuting him so he's hanging on like that ah, ah, screaming so four tries to pull him off and he gets he gets electrocuted and they both fall to the ground and which shouldn't actually bother thor because he's the god of thunder and lightning yeah, oh it wouldn't bother him but of course it bothers banner obviously <laughs> um, <laughs> and when they when blake goes over to see david he sort of pulls him over and that and then ah uh, the eyes the white eyes are there and we're off. He starts changing, and they don't know what the hell's going on now. You know, Donald's thinking, "Bloody hell, man!" You know, and the the, the, Goli- the mighty Goliaths have a fight, and pretty and, amazing. Yeah, and and and, and, and a lot of the equipment gets wrecked, obviously, in the crossfire. Yes, um, you know, and uh, anyway, uh, um, so the place is fairly torn up, but the transponder, luckily, didn't get touched. Yeah, um, but anyway, I mean, some other 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 valuable valuable equipment did. It turns out, of course, that after this fight happens, and there's a few eyewitnesses on the ground watching all this as well. That it turns out, it goes into the papers the next day, and it says monster mash, at the, you know, and all this kind of thing. Um, and and people are thinking that it was just a publicity stunt for the um, transponder. For the lab, yes. Yeah. So they don't believe it's re- it was an actual real thing. They reckon it's just some sort of publicity stunt they cooked up. So it didn't get taken seriously so much this time, you know. But uh, but you know who is on the case, yes. Yes, yes. Ready, McGee. Um, well, it's funny how there wasn't any security guards too. I mean, you think there would have been <laughs> something flashing or whatever, but yeah. you just not. He got in there very easily, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> you know. But anyway, it turns out that, of course, uh, uh, you know, we get the next morning after the after the, 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 the incident and we get the old scene that we've had seen before in the old series where David's like, you know, come down from the transformation and it's, picks up a couple of shirts from someone's clothesline and puts a couple of dollars on, on the peg, you know. Mm. <laughs> he, always, he always has a decency to pay for the shirts, bless him, you know. Uh, but four is... Four has been sent, and he sniffs him out and, and uh, escorts him to Don's car and says, like, you know, Don is really apologetic about how this got out of hand. Yeah, it is kind of funny how Thor doesn't call him the Hulk, I don't think. He, 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 calls, calls, him the, he calls him the troll, didn't he? The, the troll, troll yeah. yeah. Oh, what, is there green trolls where you are, Thor? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's Green like, muscle-bound 
trolls. That, that fight I had with your troll, he was great. You know, your troll's great and all that. <laughs> it turned, it, David says that you know you've got to, you've got to help me now. You know, you put you got me in trouble, Don. You you're not walking away from this, mate. You're going to help me clear up all the mess at the lab and all that, and we call it quits. Don has to be his assistant in there and try and get you know recover what they can. Uh, but it set him back majorly, obviously, David's research. You know. It's interesting that, that, that uh, Tim, I'm trying to say it, Tim, Tim, Fom, Tim Thomason, isn't it? That's it. Yeah, Thomason. Yeah. He is a, the rotten egg in this, um, as they say. Yes. And uh, um, he is playing, there's a scene where you see him playing squash. With the young Zach Lambert, that's obviously there's two brothers that run. You know, they they have they own the um, the institute where the transponder is. And yes, so Zach is in cahoots with with this with Tim, who's playing this guy called Jack LeBeau, I think it is. Um, and uh, it gets us to a situation where they make this kind of cut this kind of deal, an uneasy alliance, I would say, to 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 fit to you know get the um, transponder. Um, for a ransom or something like that, and uh, in the process trying to get Banyan as well, I believe trying to get David. Um, so anyway, they shake on that kind of thing. We get the only shot again, like we used to do in the old series, where McGee and Banner just miss one another. Just and he, go, and he just, turns just, into that. Just turns a corner just in time. He sees the back of him. Yeah, because the Maggie is showing McGee around the you know the complex or something. So again, just just. A, just misses him by seconds. But that's the only time we actually see them kind of like in this together, I think, um, you know, at that point. Um, it turns out that um, I think David has a chat with, with Don at the, at the lab. And uh, so you obviously have some kind of, you know, unique relationship with Thor because you're able to summon him at will. He comes to you that, you know, there must be things you want, you know, so I've got so many questions. He said, well, why don't you ask him directly, you know? Um, yeah. I never thought of that. He said, well, you know, try it. So it turns out that he, late, late that day, at because they, they're staying at David's apartment at this point, he, he, does, he summons Thor and starts to ask him, grill him, you know. And Thor doesn't want to talk about it. He just he wants want to, to do it, no. He just wants to drink and then he goes to the bar yeah, he says to him, you know, let, let me let me do this, let me do that, and then you can ask me as many questions as you like after. He says, I want to, I want to dance with a woman, I want to have a drink, I want to fight with a man, I want to do, you know, whatever it is, you know. Yeah. I want to, I want to experience life. Um, but it's interesting because he, he he does sort of say quite quite thought provoking stuff to him. You know, he says like, you know, do you want, do you know what it's like not to have flesh and blood and all this and. Um, just to be standing in this kind of eternal darkness and mist, waiting for that call, waiting for that summons. And then, yes, then you come, you know, and all that, you know? Yeah. And that kind of changes things a bit, you know? And, and that, that's way different from the current uh, Thor, like the Thor lore in, in the uh, Marvel universe right now. Because Thor doesn't just go to some place of mist and just stand there in the darkness. He's out. He's all in Valhalla and in all these other realms. I mean, he's just he's just everywhere. Um, unlike you know, uh, unlike the, this this Thor 
who was really at the beck and call of humanity. I mean, pretty much just uh, rooted uh, in this world anyway. So that, that yeah. was different. All right. Yeah, yeah. So Don says, I think I know the place to take you to. Takes into this sort of downtown like biker's bar. <laughs> you've got all the Hells Angels guys out there, you know, and all that, you know, having a rave up. And um, and that goes well. You know, he's really partying, he's enjoying this. He's knocking down these pictures of beer like they're nothing, you know. <laughs> like they're fine. Don is getting completely wasted on, you know, on, on like a little, little tiny bit of it. And Thor's knocking them down, is it, you know, like 10 at a time or something. And um, he's drinking beer like it's soda. Yeah, and which probably yeah. was just coloured soda. <laughs> yeah. Um, because there's no way you could knock them back like that. Not take after take. No way. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they come out and, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's satisfied his kind of like lust for the night, you know. Yeah. And uh, he's made some new friends as well. They all go, you're cool, you're cool for, or you're cool, you know. <laughs> yeah, the the biker bar was pretty cool. I, um but yeah, so it, it was good that you know he got he kind of like got to do that, and then he said, "Ask me anything you want now," you know, <laughs> and uh, so he does sort of go through a few uh, a few things with him. Now this is this this is pretty cool, uh, um, guys. Uh, um, this is where Charles Napier comes into the action a bit more. Yes, and he's driving this truck with his other accomplice, and they're going into the they're heading to the institute. Yes. Try and, abduct, try and get the transponder and abduct Spanion. Banner, as usual, he's there. You know, he's he's been working like late late on the you know on the um the equipment. Trying to repair the damage yeah. that had happened. And as always, he's he's got an incredibly equi- uh, like psychic mind. He always seems to look out and see the trouble brewing. You know, so he happens to be looking out the blind of the where he is, and he sees the truck down below at the where the security guard gate is. And he just senses something's not right, you know. And it turns out, of course, that it, it isn't right. Um, you know, they've knocked out the guard behind the truck and another guy's taken over. And then they drive. And um, he calls he calls the, the security and no one's answering. So he's worried. He goes running down he's there. worried, yeah. And his mate's there and he says, Look, I, I know, there's, there's no one there. Something's not right. He says, I know. So they're going running to this, this, the, the reception desk and these two, guard, two, two guards pop up, but of course they're you know they're the part of the the baddie gang. He says, "Who are you? You're not you're not so and so." And and Napier's there with the gun, and he says, "You know you'll come quietly, whatever it is." And yeah, they they he got around in back of him. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And his David's mate starts sort of shouting at them and all that, and David's saying, "Leave it, leave it. You're making things worse." <laughs> Uh, but of course, the fight breaks out. They they got David around there. They throw him, you know, over the, uh, the, the 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 desk, and he's underneath, and they're kicking him and everything like that. And he's off. And there he goes again. The big fella again, yeah. And this is this is Hulk out number two. It's number two. Yeah, there's two more to go after this. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, and as as the Hulk, he he dealt with the situation. He he fought him off. And but you couldn't, they still got away, didn't they? They still got they away. They got right? back into the truck. Yeah. And they didn't get the equipment, but they did, you know, escape with an inch of their lives. 
by yeah. the skin of their teeth, as it were. And the skin of the teeth, yeah. Yeah, he was uh he was pretty much um and and then he went he he kind of had to go back to his home after this. Yeah. And he's he's out on the beach and his golden retriever comes up to him and no, recognizes him. No problem. Just says, kind of whimpers a little bit and then says, it's just like, hi. <laughs> Wags the tail. The dog's really calm, yeah. Okay, and so. again, of course, Maggie doesn't see the transition. She comes after he's back back at Banner. That's Banner. Just barely. Oh, my just, gosh. It was, just, yeah. And, um, and, and the, the other thing that was neat about the Hulk... The, when the, when it was still the Hulk and the Golden Retriever was the Hulk reached out his hand and was just like, you know, he he was so gentle with the dog. He always is. I, I just love the Hulk. But uh, but um, so anyway, that he, so he, you know he comes back to normal blow and that's kind of like that bit. Um, but there's a Hulk out very very quickly after this next scene more or less um, um, because now they, they those guys that were there early on Napier and his gang. And now, now I've decided to change their plans and uh, uh, kidnap Maggie as a ransom. Yes. So they go in, in a helicopter flying above Maggie's house, where David and Maggie are, and start firing these bloody tranquilizers out, you know, at them. And uh, one hits Maggie, and she goes out, she's out, and David's trying to get her into the, the apartment, and another one hits him, and he's off, he helps out again. You can't tranquilize David Banner. It just makes him mad. Yeah, he can't do it. Huh? <laughs> but the good thing is that they, they, also what's happening at the same time, while they're all cut down there on the ground there, you know, all these squatty kind of, kind of people, um, and all the action's hotting up, Blake has pulled up in the car and knows there's something going on. So he summons good old Thor. So he helps, out, he helps out as well and knocks a few people around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, What's interesting in this bit is when they're trying to get Thor and the Hulk grab the helicopter, you know, the, 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 the landing pad bits, and they're hanging on to it, trying to pull it back down. Now, in the, the old, that's two really strong people that are pulling this thing down, right? And they still can't get it to the ground. Yeah. In, the, in the series, the Hulk almost did it on his own. <laughs> oh, yeah, with one hand. Yeah. But the, the, this time around, they, the two of them can't even do it. The you know? trouble was, see, is that there were these two strong ones, and and it was a it was a better helicopter than the one in the series. It must have been an upgraded, yeah. One and one. probably it was just the balance of the two forces. It made it easier. the 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 deal was with the with the helicopter scene in the series was Hulk grabs it from one of the landing struts. And he just and it and it he tilts it on its side and the propeller falls off. All right, but <laughs> obviously this was done for the plot. This was the, because oh, Thor was like, "Yeah, we're we're gonna get her back. Don't worry and stuff." Because I mean, after this, David. Yeah, I mean, David basically acts like she's gonna die, you know, or they're gonna do something, you know, awful to her in like a day. And, you know, Thor finally gets indignant and says, these cowards to hurt a woman and all that, you know, so he almost gets chivalrous in saying, you know, they should, they should fight us, not take the, not take the woman, you know, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. 
so anyway, it kind of that kind of ends with them like you know shaking their fists at the, the helicopter so they they didn't they did they didn't succeed in getting pulling it down. So Maggie's been now been uh, uh, abducted. McGee is now on the case again uh, and is quizzing, yeah. quizzing the sheriff or whatever it is because he's having doing like a little press conference. Yep. And he manages to get because um, he overhears the name Banyan, and he manages to get Banyan's home address. So he ends up going to the house. And um, this is quite a funny scene, actually, isn't it? You know, with with um, him coming to the door and Eric Kramer answering the door instead, you know, <laughs> and saying, yeah. like, I'm Banyan, what do you want? <laughs> like he, he, he was right there, but, you know, Thor was there to inter, inter, in, intercept McGee and kind of, he just kind of brushes him off. He's like, yeah. He's he's bring, he's busy drinking his beer soda. He doesn't want to be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> you know he's come out there and like and, and, and McGee's obviously you know you can he's he's, get, he's quite taken aback by all that. You know you're Banyan, really. It's that kind of description I would have you know matched. And and not the one that he 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 knew from so long ago, right? No, definitely not. No, he he was uh, you know a lot bigger and everything. Yeah. He says it's nice to nice to see you. Have a nice day. Because. <laughs> <laughs> backs away slowly <laughs> <gets out. laughs> um, and four comes in quite proud of himself thinking you know I didn't use any of my my brawn there you know I I, I thought I'd handle this quite well you know yeah um, not not a blow struck he says so anyway now they realize the extent of the situation now that Maggie's been abducted they still want to get the track that you know and he's got a meet at this place David and blah, blah, blah and uh somehow delivered the transponder to them and also try and get Maggie out safely as well. And Thor says, you know, you know, I may have done it subtly this time, but not the next time I'm not, you know. So anyway, they, 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 um, it's like, um, what is it, like a warehouse place they're at or something like that, where they've got her, I think. Yeah. Um, anyway, they've got, her, they've got her tied up there and that. And um, David and... Uh, Blake arrive and they, they, they see where she is, I think. And they're trying to work out how we can we get in there and get her out. And uh, so they summon Thor. He comes back and he's kind of, he's, 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 he's itching to have a fight, you know. And uh, um, it turns out that the, the, the older brother, because, oh, yeah, that's the thing we forgot to mention quite in, in the plot was that Zach, the younger brother, who was in cahoots with Jack, the baddie, Tim Thomason. Uh, they, 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 they knew he wasn't really like you know cut out for this kind of like double crossing stuff. So they, they were going to try and kill him. And um, he um, ends up in hospital, and Banner gets wind of it and goes to visit him. And Zach sort of gives a confession, doesn't he? Yeah. And that's what leads up to them finding out where she is because you, you know do you know where she's been held? And that kind of leads to that. Yeah, that's right. I just remember that that important plot bit there, <laughs> just in time. Um, anyway, they go there, uh, uh, and um, you know, um, but unfortunately, or fortunately, it turns out um, Zach's older brother pulls up as well. He turns up, and he wants to. He's frantic. He's kind of like you know, a bit deranged in a way. And David's pleading with him, "Don't get involved. You know, you can't just barge in there. They'll kill you. Whatever it is, you know." And that a scuffle happens, and 
old Zach rip lashes him, I think, with a gun, and it causes David to rip out his shirt once more. Yeah. Yay! Rawr! Here so that's comes his final Hulk the out of this film. The yeah. fourth Hulk out, but like even it's it's usually there was two Hulk outs per episode, and you know this movie had four of them. It was super cool. Oh yes, yeah, you got double double the amount for your money, yeah. And a, a, a good good little fight breaks out here, you know, with amongst the baddies and the goodies and stuff like that, and you know, um, cars get flipped over and metal bars are being used to knock them out and all sorts of stuff. And and the 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 Hulk wraps the steel beam around that guy. Oh, around Tim Thomason, that's right. Yeah, and there's a little little tiny little moment there of tenderness where the Hulk is just staring at Maggie. You know, I don't know whether he's really, yeah. whether he can he knows if she is or not. I'm not sure, but there's kind of like a little little bit of touching moment there. You know, and then he runs off. You know. And they get they get her um, four and Don get her out of there anyway, and uh, um, that's kind of the end of that excitement bit, yeah. And um, then you get a little 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 transition bit where um, David and Don are having a talk. David said, "I think Don says to him, you never told her, did you? You know, no, I couldn't. She doesn't know." Um, Oh, and that's when he, David says, "You know, there's been so much has happened here. So much attention has been drawn to me. You know, he, he does. He has to leave. You know, the usual. He knows he has to leave. Um, he right. can't stay anymore because it's too, 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 too close. Too much trouble could come on his doorstep." That's that was a cool scene. It was that great. Was a, like that yeah. was like two companions of of superheroes, like like. Staring each other down, going, you know, you know stuff about this guy, and I know stuff about this guy, and you know stuff about this other guy, and I know stuff about this other guy. Neither of us can ever tell what we know, and we and, and we have to hold each other's secrets yeah. too. So, yeah, that's an interesting. That was an, that's an interesting thing. Yeah, that, that that they're in that spot. Yeah, not just one right. person. It's two. It's two two secrets going on. Right and 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 uh, like like Thor Ragnarok, the the romance ends in Thor being alone, or and sorry, in the Hulk being alone. The Hulk was was interested in in one of the other fighters and and the 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 the, the Asgardian that that had him tied up in 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 his prison as a gladiator, basically in Thor Ragnarok, and and. Uh, so the Hulk had a romantic interest in that one, and Banner had the romantic interest in this one, yeah. and Thor got all in the middle of, of both instances, and it all just went sort of haywire. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just funny, because like, that's another parallel to, between the two, I mean, the 88 movie and the you know 17 movie. So do you think yeah. you think the writers of the, that were paying attention to these uh, the, these older films when they wrote Ragnarok and that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Are they fans, it, of, the, are they fans of that of the, the the original ones and stuff? Well, uh, yeah, and I think that's that Stan Lee was like, this is this is really what's happening here. But anyway, it turns out that you know he says goodbye. David, I mean, says, knows he has to leave. You know, things have got a bit too hot around there around the ranch. Um, and he's gonna, he's worried he's gonna, his identity is going to be discovered by the, by you know everyone on, in the press and all that. So he has to he has to go on his travels again down 
with his little knapsack on. Um, this time around, he wanders down the beach. It's quite a nice, nice Sarah is walking down at least. Yeah, gorgeous. On road somewhere, you know, with Hickling. Um, but he doesn't say goodbye to Maggie. He, he tries to leave early um, um, and just go away without having to say goodbye. Yeah, well, that's that's sad. Yeah, and it's very poignant, you know. Hmm. She just sees him going off into the distance. She goes, he's not coming back, is he? And, and he says, no. She's left widowed woman already and, and, and just thought she'd start a new life with David and the whole thing is disrupted because of his genetic condition. And because of Thor. Yeah. Like Thor really does is like a blocker of... He's a Hulk blocker. Well, of course. I mean, it, he's a Hulk blocker. Yeah, if he was really happy, then he wouldn't have a reason to Hulk out. So, I mean, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it could have all been all right had he not came in there and like, yeah. you know, caused a load of trouble at the beginning. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Well, I blame Blake, Blake for that. He was responsible for that. Yeah. He, could have, he could have not got the hammer out and summoned them. Yeah, but, but also, you know, what, what would have happened if the, if the Institute would have gone down their evil plan? Okay, so the Hulk had to come out. Yeah. But it wouldn't have had to, you know, I don't know. It's a question. It's a good question. It is. And in, and in many things in life, Sue and Alex, we are left with more questions than answers. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you want to see the Hulk come back and you want to see it in the TV version... It's not bad considering, and it's not bad considering how bad it could have been or the budget could have been. Even though Marvel has done a good job, they, they need to have more women characters and they need to have different characters. And sure. it's starting to get a little... And I don't understand why Black Widow doesn't have her own movies. I mean, for goodness sake. Not yet. You know, they, they should have done it already. Yeah. I'm sure she will, though. I'm sure. She, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it would it was good. Thanks for letting us... You know, watch it with you and discuss it with you too. Yeah, it was a nice. It was a nice kind of. Um, it was. It was basically. It, and, and and interestingly, it, it, it was more comic book. I thought. It, do you know what I mean? It, it seemed to derive more from the comic book origins. This film, in my opinion, than the uh-huh. TV series. It wasn't as it wasn't as gritty and adult as the TV series. It's more or less just an all out action, action adventure type thing. You know. Yeah. And that, my friends, is it, really, I think. I think we can pretty much wrap this one up. Um, thanks again, Sue and Alex, for joining me. It's been a pleasure. Rawr. And uh, And um, we'll be back more, with more Incredible Hulk podcasts very soon. So until then, don't Hulk out. <laughs>